Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. brand new edition of Wellness with Liz Earle. And today we are going on a journey, not just any old journey, but a trip that could quite literally change your life. We're talking about the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage, a walk that takes 30 to 40 days and is an ancient network of pilgrims' ways that typically begin in France and always ends at the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela in northwestern Spain. Now, over the years, I've heard the almost magical words doing the Camino so many times, and I know at least three people who've completed the journey, the most recent of whom is my good friend and exercise guru, who you may have seen featured in the Lizelle Wellbeing magazine, Viv Worrell, and I'm so delighted that she joins us here today to share some of its extraordinary and legendary secrets. Welcome, Viv. Thank you, Liz. Now, you had been planning this for some time to sort of do the Camino, is that right? Or is it was it a, a recent thing that came into your mind? It was relatively recent. It wasn't a really long time. It was probably, it was quite a few months before I did it. But it was with one of these things that just bubbled up. I just felt compelled. I had to go on a long walk. And at the time, I didn't know it was going to be 500 miles across Spain. Right. But it eventually transpired. That's what I needed to do. Because I have heard of people of all walks of life, all ages and stages. The, the last person I heard who went on the Camino was in her early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I know of people much older, male, mm-hmm. female, um, people who do it for a variety of reasons. Did you have a particular reason that made you think, I'm going to take a month out of my life and go and do this walk? When it first came to me, I didn't know the reason. My reason came up to me afterwards. Interesting. So at the time, I didn't know. I just felt really compelled to do a walk. And I did various walks last year. Um, my reason came apparent to me mm. later on at the end of the Because you, you are a walker. I mean, you're, I introduced I you as a fitness guru. You know, you you and I go out Nordic Nord- walking. Yeah, and you, you know, you've introduced me to Nordic walking and to walking for fitness. And you are amazing in your the work that you do with bodies and helping to get people become more active and, and mobile. Mm-hmm. And so I've known that you've been doing these fitness walks and cycling and mm-hmm. all those kind of fitness exercises for quite a long time. But the Camino is something different, isn't it? It's yes. another dimension. It's, you don't just walk it to get no. fit. It's not a trek as such. You know, I've 
done different tricks. It's not like that. And I I really needed to do it. It was on, on my own. It was something I had mm. to do for me. Um, so it wasn't just going off for the long walk and let's go from A to B and ticket a list that I've been here, I've done mm. there. It, it, and I didn't know what it was at first. I didn't know why I had to do it. That was the most exciting thing for me. It was just really did just unfold. Um because it's something that's very ancient. I, when I was mm. looking looking it up to, to write some notes for today's show, this is a walk that's been trod by pilgrims for centuries. Mm, well back into medieval times. Yeah, the pilgrims How does it feel there. to be walking in the footsteps of people that are, you know, hundreds if not thousands of years old? It, it, at times it was very emotional. Really? Do you get that it's sense? brought back now. Really, talking about it. you asking me that question. Because actually that was something I'd probably forgotten quite a link. Yeah. When you are walking, yes, you do. You do think about those people who have gone before. Mm. And, I mean, the modern pilgrim, we go maybe have it quite easy. Mm. But you think about the people that maybe did it then yeah. and they really were going without anything. I mean, I set off and I had my backpack. And I didn't book anything, but you knew you were going to get... So you set off from where? Did you set off from France or did you walk from the UK? No, I set off from France. Some people do set off from their homes. Mm. So whereabouts in France? Did you fly somewhere? Um, Yeah, and I set off from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port. Which is where? Which is just over the Pyrenees, just near Biarritz. I flew Mm -hmm. into Biarritz or Mm. Bayonne. I can never remember which one. And then I had to get the train and then... And is there a starting point where everybody meets? Most people, well, most people start at St. Jean. If you're doing the Camino Francais, there's several routes. The thing is, going off to Santiago, there are several routes. Um, there's lots of pilgrim routes coming in. You can do the Portuguese one, coming up from Portuguese. There's mm. the northern route. There's the medieval one. But the most common one is the one that I did, which is the Camino Francais. And, and they all end at this cathedral. They all end there. At the that's, Santiago that's de, the de Compostela. Yes, they all end there. So... Um, so all roads are going there. And interestingly, I know that the emblem of the walk is the scallop shell. Yes. And when you look at the scallop shell, when you look at the sort of the structure of it, it has all these striations yes. on it that lead to one point in the centre. So it's it's very symbolic, isn't it, that yes. you've got this one central point and all these lines, if you like, coming off it that all go to, yeah. to Santiago, to, the, de, to Compostela. All the roots going into there, absolutely. And I was reading that actually in medieval times they used the scallop shell which was washed up on the beach, on mm-hmm. the beaches around there of northern Spain, as a, um, a drinking vessel because you mm-hmm. could scoop water with it, you could scoop up food, so it's very practical. Yeah, so when they were going and they were offered food from churches and different people, it would mm. almost be like a portion that would be given. Right. And they wouldn't be carrying anything else. So, yes, they would be able to contain their food and be given food and carry it. Like a little mini spoon or a little mini scoop or something. And you've actually brought with you today this really beautiful scallop shell. I'm I'm holding it now and it's on a piece of red string. Is this something that you picked up on your travels? It's not actually. This particular one was the one I carried with me in my backpack and it was given to me before I left. And it was given to me by a good friend who'd actually done, who had actually been to Santiago. She'd done the Camino, but she'd done it by a coach. She's an elderly lady, mm. so she couldn't walk it. Mm-hmm. But at least she did some of it and she brought two. So and she's she gave kept you one. one and she gave me <sighs> one and she said she would really like me to have it. So it was very special to me. So you walked back I, with it. I you walked, took it back. I took it back and I walked So do all the pilgrims and the walkers carry one of these? 
Yeah, you'll see them. They all have them on the backpacks. So that's how you know that they are a pilgrim. It's a sign. And when we talk about pilgrim, it's not a religious thing, is it, necessarily? You don't have to have a faith to to go and do the the walk. No, definitely not. People do it, as you said earlier, people do it for all types of different reasons. And it's not related to religion, although it's obviously... It has its roots, it. yeah, 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 with St James, because it is at the bones of St James that That's are reputed right. to be buried in yeah, the cathedral. So, so. Yeah. originally that was the pilgrimage, and I think in days gone by it was quite popular with the popes, weren't they? They were quite keen on the, you know, walking the Camino and, and having the the pilgrimages. But you don't have to have that now. You don't, you have, don't to have, have to have that, have that, that background. And some people don't go into the churches. Mm. Some people don't go. I, I myself, are not is not really a, a church goer I mean mm. I believe in the church but I'm not really yeah. a church goer but I went into so many churches there and I went to so many um services and often what they would have is when you go to them at the end they would have a pilgrim's blessing mm. which was just so lovely and special and it made you really feel part of it and again, linked in to all the ancestors, all the ones yeah. that were taking that path before. That real sense was... of, of heritage. So you arrive, you get off the plane in Berets or wherever, and you've got your backpack. Mm. And presumably you've got really good walking shoes. What, what did yes. you wear practically? I'm a very practical person. So what did you kind of wear for your 30 okay. to 40 day adventure? <laughs> well, <laughs> I only had one set of spare clothes because you've got to carry everything. Okay. So... What you wear is a very important question about when you're setting off. And before that hand, I weighed every single thing. So I had to decide, am I taking just one pair of trousers with Mm. me or am I going to have the luxury of two? So no party dresses, no no makeup bag, no no cans of hairspray, hair straighteners, all that just gets left behind. That (laughs) That must be quite liberating in itself, actually, saying, "What what can I pare my life down to? Yeah. for 30 days in, in a single backpack. Stripping everything away. Stripping mm. all away and then that's all you've got. And that's all you have when you get to your place to stay. So I had um, a pair of trousers, which I I wore mainly the same ones the whole time. Mm. And they got washed because every place has a washing facility. So you wash them by hand and you dry them. Um, I had two tops, of which I switched around. Mm. So I had two of everything. I did have three pairs of pants, though. I my luxury oh, well, was just three in case. Pairs. Very good. Be prepared, yes. Viv. Be but prepared. Too, because you can wash. Yeah, yeah. You can wash everything. One you don't need and to one have wash. which one of these shall I wear today. Yeah. You just wash. And what about gadgets? You know, I, I'm a bit of a techno chick. I like mm. to have, you know, be plugged in all the time. Did you have a phone with you? Did you yeah. take, you know, connectivity yeah. and... Did you did you feel the need to connect or did you not? I know that you kept a blog because I followed it and I was really interested to see what you were doing. You didn't write it every day, did you? I did write it every day. I wrote it um, and that was interesting because it's not something I've ever written before. Mm. And it was two or three days before I went and someone said, you're going to do a blog, aren't you? And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do a blog. But it was one of the best things I did. Mm. It was lovely just to sit down and write those few words. I also kept my own journal as well. So yeah, I, I can I see you've brought your journal, and this mm. is this is a really beautiful little blue leather book with a gold scallop shell, and it says Camino de Santiago, the way of Saint James, and then every day is just filled mm. with your thoughts and. Mm. And I've seen some of the pictures and it's a beautiful walk, isn't it? So you're going through amazing countryside. So you start off and you're in southern France, sort of south 
West France. Yeah. And then you cross the border, do then you? you cross the border, and so how... it's a bit hilly at first. Is it? Okay, yeah. so you do need to be quite fit. Do you? Is it, is it quite challenging, fitness-wise? Um, I would say as long as you can walk and you're happy to do it in your own time, mm. anybody can do it. So how far did you walk each day? I was doing about 30 kilometres, which is actually quite a lot compared to a lot of people. What's that in old money, in um, miles? What's that, about 20 about, miles, is it? Yeah, maybe just less than that. Okay, each day. 20 days. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to do that, but what I found I did, I walked at a pace which was just right for me. Mm. And I was walking much faster than I thought. But I couldn't slow down. It was just, yeah, I just needed to walk at that pace. And then it was easy. And is it quite clear where you're going? Is it quite a clear pathway? You know, you're not going to wander off and get lost in a forest somewhere. No, no, definitely not. And do you feel safe? Because, you know, you're a woman on your own. And I would be thinking to myself, if I was going to go off and do this, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can really set off Mm. into the wilderness, the great unknown, totally on my own with, you know, no sat-nav and no, Mm. you know, no support structure around me I would feel very nervous did you feel that didn't feel nervous at all a because I think it was the right thing for me to do but there's so many people around the pilgrims are around you just to see you all the whole time and you just felt really supported and safe and even if you weren't walking with somebody you were always walking together with somebody if that makes sense to you mm. so if you didn't have an immediate companion there were still others. You only have to wait two minutes and somebody else will be coming up. And what sort of people walk it? What kind of people were you meeting? All kinds, exactly like you said before, all kinds. There were the youngsters, they, there were some more elderly ones. There were people who could hardly walk. There was people walking with their little dogs. <laughs> there was somebody, I actually didn't meet this, but it was a story going around the Camino. Um, somebody was walking, pushing their daughter who'd got MS. Yeah. And are you very organised in determining where you're going to stay and you know, are there lots of opportunities for you to stay in hostels and places? Yeah, lots of opportunities to stay. Um time I did it it started to get a bit busy and a bit of a frenzy went around everybody going, Oh, I don't think there's anywhere left to stay. So people were starting to book ahead and that was something me personally didn't want to do I didn't want to do that personally I wanted to leave it till I got there and I trust in the fact that I would find somewhere to stay Mm. and it did that worked out for me so you literally went off for a month walking each day thinking I've no idea where I'm going to stay tonight it's just going to provide for me it will provide um and that is correct but I knew basically where I was going to be so I knew like I would be getting to Leon or I would be getting to Burgos but the actual place within that no I didn't know and so where do you head to are there places with scallop shells sort of on dangling outside the doors where you know that you're welcome well pretty much they're called albergues and they're they're some private ones but they're also public ones and the public ones you can't book ahead anyway so you just turn up at them they'll open at a certain time and you stand in line a bit like a youth hostel like a youth hostel yeah like a youth hostel just a room full of beds gosh and And you're bedding down with a group of complete strangers yeah does it not feel odd no (laughs) no because actually and I think that's the thing they're strangers but actually they're not you meet so many lovely people and they're all they're all the same that you're you're doing all the same thing 
for the different reasons. Mm. But they're all you're all the same, so you're not strangers. So you're united in this sort of common bond. Yeah. It does seem to be increasingly popular. I read that in the last 10 years, it's doubled in popularity. Mm. I mean, it's always been there, well, mm. always, you know, for hundreds and hundreds of years. But I think in 2017, I read that nearly 300,000 people mm. have walked it. And probably after our podcast today, there'll be a few more <laughs> who've been inspired and who've thought about it because... It is a real milestone. When I talk to people who have done the Camino, walked the Camino, they seem changed by it. Mm. Something seems to happen. Now, what comes first? Is it the desire to do the Camino that means that you think that you're on a journey, that your life needs to change or shift in some way, or you need to acknowledge some stage of your life? Or is the act of doing the Camino the thing that then changes you? Do you see what I mean? Which... Which kind of comes first? Are you predisposed to change before you go and do it? That's really interesting because some of the pilgrim's blessings that I was talking about before is we would get around in a circle and in some of the early days people would talk about why they were doing it and it was quite clearly some people did exactly that. They decided there was some change had to happen in their life. Either something quite dramatic had happened or something that they needed to get out of a rut or get out of somewhere and they Mm. purposely decided they were going to do the Camino Um, for me it was different the Camino said no you go and walk it and find out what comes up but what I think is also happening is it's also developing as I come back as well really so there's a legacy that's left with you absolutely yeah and it's all these and it's lovely being invited to talk to you today because it's made me go back and really have a look at my diary and think about different things yeah and remember these things and the lessons that you learn because it's like your life it's like your life that's been mapped out and it brings these things to the fore it sounds incredibly profound it is you know and just sort of going on a walk you think how can that change me how can I feel so changed by it Mm. so why do you think you did it what were the reasons to become connected again for me it was connection Mm. it was connecting back with people with things with the universe um I particularly did it I particularly took um, my mum had died mm, so I, I know, particularly I did it for that but it was a beautiful thing mm. it was a beautiful thing to do um, and to have that time to be able to think about what she taught me in life and bringing yeah. back that connection in the cycle of life mm. gosh and you actually took her ashes I did. didn't you I did <sighs> yes so that I had to be... carefully weigh her as well oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh, yes. but what a travelling oh. companion. Oh, wonderful. To, to make wonderful. that real connection and mm. on that level, yeah. on that real spiritual, deeply rooted, deeply mm. thoughtful, philosophical level. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And I know several people actually who who have walked the Camino at extreme periods of um, grief and bereavement and anxiety and change in their lives. And it just seems to be quite a pivotal moment for people. And I'm very interested to hear that you say that it's not just the act of walking it, that actually there Mm. is this lasting feeling or movement or energy that comes back with you. Mm. And do you look at things now differently, being back in the UK, having finished the walk? Yes. But what's also interesting for me is trying to maintain those they were almost like pure feelings that you came back with and now you come back and I come back into life and stuff and different things like that Mm. and it's almost trying to really keep keep all the debris away and keep that the beauty of the walk and then the beauty of those feelings that's the purity of thought yeah that you get yes yeah 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 I would say that very interesting. Well, you're not alone because I read that Ernest Hemingway, he wrote about it in The Sun Always Rises. And then more recently, Paolo Coelho, he wrote the autobiographical book The Pilgrimage, which mm. I hadn't realised was actually based on when he walked the Camino. And he describes it as the turning point in his life. Mm. And then there have been films made. There was a, uh, The Way, which was mm. written and directed by Emilio Estevez, starring mm. Martin Sheen. So did you see that before you went? I did see it. Did you? I went, yeah. I'd seen it a few years before and I didn't, lots of people see it and they go, right, I've got to do the Camino. Really? Actually, I saw it and just thought, oh, isn't that a fantastic film and brilliant. And then I've never friend, heard of it, so I'm you? definitely going to go oh, and watch it now. Oh, you must see it. Must see it. My friend brought me a copy of it as well a couple of years ago. So if you are thinking yes. about doing it, would you say that's quite a useful definitely. thing to do your prep? Yes. To oh, read yes. other people's experiences? Yeah, definitely. And The Way is, really, is a good one to watch. Mm. It really sort of, although it's, um, you know, it's a story, it really shows you what the Camino is about. I think, is it my right in saying that the way is about a young man who dies and he had been going to do the walk and then his father takes his place right. and walks in his footsteps, yeah. what he would have been walking, yeah. which sounds incredibly profound. Yeah, it is. And it it will, des- it describes it. If anybody is thinking of mm. do even remotely thinking of doing the Camino, mm. that film will put it into perspective for them 
I've read that people do it in lots of different ways and that some people um, pick up a donkey in mm. France and walk with a donkey as the mm. ancient pilgrims did. So you've got this sort of travel companion. It must be quite handy, actually, because you could load more things onto a donkey. Yes. I was thinking if I walked, it'd be quite handy to have a donkey because yeah. then I could, you know, obviously have room for the makeup bag and all the other things mm. could go onto the donkey. Mm-hmm. Although I, I get the impression from what you're saying that those sort of trappings of life are not actually needed. They're not and needed. And you probably shed them quite quickly. But there's also different ways of doing it. There are, I mean, I chose to do it carrying all my all my stuff on my back. Mm. So I had to limit myself to what I was carrying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do it like that. But you don't have to. If you're not physically ca- capable of carrying it or you wanted more stuff, mm. then there's the opportunity there. There's this transport system. That really? I you send find, your luggage on ahead? I it's amazing. Oh, yeah. wow. Now you're talking. But not only that, <laughs> you get to your place... And there's this little envelope that you just put your name on where you're going to and you put your five euros in it and then you can set off and then someone will come and pick your bag bag up and it will be there when you get there. And if it's not there, they do their utmost to find it. But no, no, but one person I heard was a little bit frantic. Her bag hadn't arrived. But then in the end it had. It got put in the kitchen somewhere. So, yeah, anybody can do it in any single, any way you want to. And you don't have to stay in the albergues either. I mean, again, I chose to stay in there. Um, Where else could you stay? There's hotels. There's the Casa Rurales, which is basically taking a room in a house. I did that once. Gosh. And so sometimes you just need the time on your own. Mm. Um, and this particular time, I just felt that like I just needed to be on my own. And it Camino provided... There all of a sudden was. there it was and I walked in and says do you have a room and they says yes it cost me 20 euros nobody else was staying there so I actually had the bathroom to myself and they had a bath in it which was great Gosh, that must have felt good bath. it was really good <laughs> um but then for the most of the time I was in the old yeah. with everyone else another time I took a hotel once again because I just decided mm. I think I just need time on my own yeah um yeah you just chose to so there are other places as well there are other alternatives and how physically did your body cope with walking that amount of time every single day for how many days were you walking was it 30 yeah just it was 29 30 days I yeah took i mean that's a it. lot yes. on your body yeah. and you walked it straight did you? you didn't take a day off i didn't take a day off i had a couple of half days when we were in a big city and i mm. wanted to walk around the cathedrals so i had a couple of half days i didn't know before i set off if i would have a rest day or not mm. um but I dealt with it quite well. How were your I was feet? Lucky. Yeah, did, did you wear trainers or what did you no, wear on I wore your feet? Walking boots. Mm-hmm. I wore walking boots and I had two pairs of socks. And I um, put Vaseline on my feet every day. So before you go walking, to stop. Yeah, to oh, stop my trick. blisters, which is great. Yeah, because I know of people again who've had terrible blisters. Yes, from... and they've stopped. They, they've stopped them walking totally. Yes, you. I mean, yeah, then have to stop, which must be heartbreaking to get halfway yeah. and then realise that you can't do the rest of it. Yeah, we were halfway, and I met this lovely lad, and we've been sort of bunny hopping each other for a few days, and each day his feet were hurting more and more, mm. and then when we're halfway, he'd bung on to the doctors, and he thinks he'd actually broken a bone as well and oh his feet would then become infected yeah and the doctor says you can't walk for seven days so that was the end of his camino he had to go Gosh. and as somebody who works with physical fitness what did you do did you make sure that you stretched out every night after you've been working mm, yes definitely <laughs> i know definitely. that you're always telling me yes. to stretch so i imagine that you told yourself yeah, to stretch too. i stretch every single 
day that I finished. I massage my feet every single day. Mm. I actually use your foot cream. That was, the, that was my only little luxury I took. Hey, I'm I so thrilled to hear that. <laughs> um, so they had their uh, little bit, because I thanked my feet every day. Yeah. That was they were my tools. I had yeah, to have them. thank you feet. So thank you feet. Yeah, yes, totally so fundamental to that. But definitely stretch, stretch. And what do you see when you're when you're walking? Is it an amazing vista? Is it is it green open spaces? What are you physically looking at? It changes as you go. So you start off and it's a little bit hilly, and then you're going through kind of less hills are quite rolling hills mm-hmm. then, sort of like the lake district is that kind of yeah but not even as rugged as that so it's not that difficult there's places there's a few days where it's difficult mm-hmm. um but the main of it it's not a difficult walk it's not a challenging walk right apart from the fact that you've got to keep going and you're going every single day do you just see it stretching out for miles ahead of you this long long pathway some parts some parts are yeah you go across the plains which is um that's about two weeks into that so that's gosh that must seem quite extraordinary when you're kind of halfway there and you just see this long long road that you've yet to travel and some people find that quite difficult because Mm. there's not very much to see so it plays with the minds quite a lot yeah so what happens to your brain at that point what do you start thinking about when you've been walking for two weeks and then you suddenly find yourself on your own in this big wide space and you're perhaps not entirely convinced or sure about where you're going, i.e. the next night. You know, what what's playing in your head at that point? Just every step, every step that you take. And the fact that you might be hearing your birds, you might see the odd flower, and you actually just see the beauty of what's there. That's what happened to me. It sounds th- um, as if you become terribly connected yeah. to everything, to yourself. Definitely. And to every blade of grass that you see. and yeah. I can imagine that coming back from that experience must make you look at things with such wonder, really, that we overlook, don't we? We overlook so much beauty that's just under our noses, you know, even just the form of a leaf on a tree, which is the colours and the shape and the changing patterns of the seasons are so extraordinary. Yeah. And we overlook it. Yeah. I know that um, Compostela and the Santiago de Compostela, the cathedral at the end, that literally means field of stars. Mm. So presumably that comes from, I don't know, maybe pilgrims arriving in the evening and just seeing this extraordinary skyline. What was what was it like to reach that oh, Compostela? I, I stopped five kilometres before, so the night before I stopped. Um, and so I just had a short walk in, in, the, the, in the morning. And I was with two Italian companions at that point. And we all decided we would stop. And you look down onto Santiago. Oh, do you? And we walked up to the top. So do you see the cathedral as you, you look down on it? You could see the cathedral. Wow. It, quite far in the distance, but you could see it. And the sun was setting over it. <gasps> it was just the most amazing, amazing sight. It was just beautiful. And it just really... It just really got to you, really, Gosh. really got to you. It was just beautiful. And, and that, to me, was... That whole connection, it was coming to the end of my journey. So was there a sadness that you'd actually completed the journey and you were leaving all that behind? Partly. There was part of a sadness. Um, it was very emotional. Mm, sounds it. It's, it's tricky to sort of say it's a sadness because it was actually very nice to finish as well yeah. and to know that you completed it. Did it feel right? It felt right. It did feel right. 
but it, there was also that emotion attached to it, the, yeah. the achievement of yeah, it. Of having done it. Of having done it, yeah. And done it just you, you yeah. know, with no help from anybody else, just your body, yeah. just your feet, just yeah. your own sense of self getting up every day, mm. trusting in the way that you were going. Absolutely. Absolutely incredible. So what happened? So you, you got up the following morning, you had your last 5K to do, you could see the cathedral, mm. you walk into it. And then, then what? What happens when you reach it? You walk into a square mm. and... The crowds cry. greet you and, they, are they t- well, you no, walk and everybody cry. cries. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> crying. Some people are cheering. Um, me and my companions, we all cried mm. and hugged each other. And you get your photos. Um what I actually found interesting, and I don't know if, if this is interesting to anyone else, but I found interesting is we were all having our photos taken outside the cathedral. And and I don't know if you remember the picture on the blog, but behind us, there's all scaffolding because they're doing work on the cathedral. Mm. And as my friend said, well, even God has to get the builders in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. But... Interestingly, I don't think the pilgrims noticed it. And it wasn't until people started texting me or emailing me mm. and saying things like that that I thought, oh, yes, it was there. Because it was it was the fact that you... It was the fact that you were there rather than seeing it. Right, you weren't looking at it in its sort of everyday... Right. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, look at me doing a selfie in front of it. It was just... Mm. It was that whole encompassing feeling. The moment more than the place, there. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? How do they mark it? Do you get a sort of celebratory, I don't know, flag or something? What happens well, when you arrive? It's totally up to you. But what what we what you carry with you is a record. So it's like your passport. So every day you have it stamped. I can see here, actually, this is an extraordinary little... Um, I mean, it looks really vintage. This is obviously very well-travelled. It's a sort of pull-out cardboard... Um, sort of record card it's got an amazing map on the back and then lots and lots of stamps so who who puts these beautiful stamps in so these are all the places i would have passed through so most are where i've stayed at night so there's all so they night. have their own sort of official stamp do yeah. they yeah and then it might it's be a really church beautiful. that i've i've got into so they have a stamp but cafes and bars and even like little kiosks will have a stamp mm. as well. So it's your record as a pilgrim. It's really stunning. That you've gone through and you've actually done that journey. If you don't mind, perhaps we can pop a picture of this on our podcast notes so if anybody Absolutely. wants to see. Absolutely. And it says on it, Pilgrim Record, Credencial del Peregrino. So you get this when you start off, you, is it? And then, yeah, you, and you, then you fill it, it with stamps. All, so right at the beginning, it was my first one. When I was at St. John's, so you go to the pilgrim's oh, yes. office and you have it. That's your, your starting there, point. Starting point. And they're all very beautiful, very elaborate. Some of them oh, are based on the scallop shell. They're lovely, aren't they? Beautiful colours, reds, yeah. dark blues, sort of these ancient inks. Gorgeous. And what happens in the cathedral? Is there any, well, it's not, when you arrive, is there any sort well, of the, blessing or ceremony um, that you can go to? Yes, there's the, um, well, there's the mass so they have that several times a day and sometimes they have it in English so sometimes you can understand Gosh, it. so each time you arrive there'll be a new fresh bunch of people yeah, who've just, ti- just arrived. Yeah, so at a certain time mm. of the day, at midday and at 7.30 um, and then if you're lucky you might see the swinging of the incense mm. the Botafumario I believe it's called, I might pronounce right. that wrong. I don't know, what does that but do? But it's this, this, um, this huge incense which they swing and there's about seven monks that 
pull pull it down to allow it to swing. Wow. And it just oh it's just and it fills the cathedral. Amazing. It fills the cathedral. Must smell amazing. I love the smell of incense. incense. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's supposed to be so linked to the limbic system in the brain and to encourage a state of meditation and contemplation, wow. yeah, which is why they burn that. it in temples and churches and places like that. Okay, so yeah. phenomenal. And actually, you'll probably find, you know, if you smell that again, that that smell will take you straight back there. Yes. Because our yeah. sense of smell is so clearly linked with emotion and memories. Yeah. So then you stay in, in Santiago, do you, for a few days? So I stay and... in Santiago, but to, to just to go onto the pilgrim record, what mm. happens then, there's also the pilgrim's office. So you go to the pilgrim's office and they will present you with um, your certificate, which is basically your Compostela. So you're given this, your completion that you have done it. So it's your certificate of completion of doing the Santiago. Gosh, which is just wonderful and gorgeous. But yeah, and then I stayed for a couple of days in Santiago. Some people bounced straight out. You could stay for a couple of days. My partner was joining me in yeah. a couple of days, so I hung around. Yeah. Um, which is quite interesting because I didn't have any walking to do. And then what did he think when he joined you? You know, are you in a different place? Are you a different, are you a changed mm. person when you go back into kind of normal family routine? What I noticed was he was still in his busy head. Yes, for sure. And yeah. I was in a very, it's okay, everything's fine. You're a different zone. Yeah. And what was interesting as well, we both then walked on to Finisterra, which some people choose and to do. And how far is that on? That's another um, 100 miles on. Oh, gosh, quite a yes, way. Yes, yes, we did another three or four days. Um, and what was interesting to me on that one was how I just wanted to walk, mm. whereas they wanted to walk and chat. Because I was used to just walking and just absorbing everything. But they were bringing with them, and it was lovely, it was beautiful to be with him, but they were bringing home mm. into it. And and I just wanted still to be there in that moment and mm. notice the beauty, which they did eventually. But you kind of see how stuff, Kind of it takes a while to shed that. Maybe that's yeah. why it takes 30 days. Maybe mm. there's some kind of, I don't know, ancient realisation that in order for us to shed all the stuff and to have time to leave it behind fully and then allow that space to free our mind up to accept mm. or absorb or contemplate other things, we actually need that, that full length of time to do that. Because mm. that links on to questions that people ask me when I come back one question that always floors me is they say have you recovered from it yet and I'm like I don't actually feel I need to recover from it because I think the length of time was very sufficient to clear everything away to allow me to feel re-energized to when I came back to then be able to cope to have reset yourself reset reset's a great word yeah Fantastic. Yeah. Do you think you do it again or is once enough? Interesting question. <laughs> Very interesting. And I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Um, there are lots of routes going into Santiago. So I think if I did it again, I would probably choose a different route. Although some people do it six, seven times. You meet people who've done it several times. Um, it's actually told me how beautiful the world is Mm. and it's reminded me how beautiful our country is so Mm. I think I would like to do some long walks in this country. Fantastic Viv it is such a pleasure to have you and to share 
you're so generous to share that experience. I'm sure it's sown a little seed somewhere for many who have maybe heard of the Camino, Camino de Compostela, uh, if not now, in the future. And maybe they'll revisit or share with people who are considering this epic life mm. journey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of our podcast for today. Thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to having the pleasure of your company, as always, on our wellness journey. Next time, do please subscribe so you never miss a single word. And don't forget to head over to lizellwellbeing.com where you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter that will give you the lowdown on all our latest news, lovely new recipe ideas, and so much more, as well, of course, as the podcast notes and photos, if as promised, from today's show. So until next time, thank you for tuning in to join us. Bye-bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.